Welcome back to Legally Unfiltered, folks. My name is Richard Sprinkle, attorney at law. I'm here with Franz Borghardt, attorney at law. And today we're going to talk about something a little interesting. It's been kicked back and forth in the news. We actually recorded a podcast about this topic already, and the law has changed so fast. Here we are tonight re-recording. This is about 3D printed firearms. 3D printed firearms. Everybody's heard of 3D printers. You may own one yourself. You may have used one. You may have seen it at the library. You may have seen it at Best Buy. They are a part of our world. They do wonderful things. They can print medical devices. They can create replacement parts for your remote controls so you can fix it instead of throwing it in the trash. They can do a lot of wonderful things, but the simple fact that you can create anything at home means you can create anything at home. So is this a Second Amendment issue or is it really a First Amendment issue? Well, a lot of folks immediately are jumping on the Second Amendment bandwagon saying they have a right to keep and bear arms, but they don't have a right, according to the Constitution, to manufacture arms. And truthfully, this is a First Amendment issue in the first place, which is what the entire law debacle was. The The individual who created these plans is a, a company out of Texas uh, called Defense distributed. They created plans on how to 3D print a firearm and they posted them on a website for free. You could download the plans. It's a little file like a CAD engineering file that you program into a 3D printer. Uh, You feed it the program on one end and some resin and materials on the other and boom, out comes a 3D printed gun. After a certain amount of time, I think it takes something like 40 hours. It's not like getting a Coke out of a machine. It takes some time, but still, anybody with the plans and with the materials and the equipment could 3D print a firearm. Now, Defense Distributed said, this is our right to freedom of expression. This is our right to share ideas. This is protected by the First Amendment. And the court said, after some legal wrangling, the court recently said, yes, that is a protected thing. You can do this. So the plans are online, and we think it's an interesting topic, and we recorded a podcast about it. But then what happened, Franz? So as... Sure as or as soon as they were advised they could upload the plans across the country, attorney general offices, state attorney general offices started filing um, injunctive, you know, you know, lawsuits, lawsuits that basically would get them to stop. And I think one in Seattle uh, was just ordered or granted to where basically the judge said no. You cannot, you cannot upload and print or, or distribute this intellectual uh, property. And, and I think the reasoning was basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the reasoning was basically that there is a genuine threat to this. You know, and, and, and look, we're not saying you don't have the right to, to bear arms, but, but think about what, what's the implication of making a 3D firearm? Traceability accessibility because right now we regulate who can and cannot own firearms. Um, We regulate to a certain degree how many firearms you can buy in a given period. The, the scary thing about these 3D firearms and they, and they look like toys folks, but the scary thing is there's no serial number on them. Anybody can make them and and 3D printers, by the way, whereas, but before we might've thought of these, uh, you know, we might've thought of these devices as a thing of starships, 
these are things you can kind of buy at Best Buy now, right? I mean, these are, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so there is a legitimate government interest in not having everybody just being able to go wild and make these firearms. Then the flip side is, is, well, wait a minute. There's no ATF. There's no federal law that prohibits you making a firearm. Um, now we get a little dicey when we start talking about you making a firearm for somebody else and, and selling that firearm, that's regulated. But if I just wanted to make a firearm, as long as it doesn't break any, you know, automatic weapon laws, I mean, that that's not prohibited. That's not against the law. So, you know, you have that kind of Second Amendment issue at play, but we go back to the First Amendment issue of all they're doing is uploading plans. Now, would it be different? Would it be different if they uploaded a plan on, you know, how to make a nuclear weapon with using a 3d printable device i mean i know that sounds as you know just asinine but i mean would we would we be as easy? sure as you're saying it's asinine somebody's uploading plans for it right i mean you need the plutonium you need the weapons well, you can have the plans but we're you know getting the weapons great plutonium there were there were movies about this in the 80s yeah yeah <laughs> so i mean my, my point is my point is is there is an element of where do we stop and what's interesting to me is Listen, it's already on the Internet. You know, what are we really talking? What are we really talking about? You know, and, and and as far as I'm concerned, look, there are there are legitimate concerns here. I, I am concerned about convicted felons who should otherwise under federal and state law not be able to get a firearm, whether they're going to follow the law or not. I'm concerned about these guys making these firearms. Now, generally, and correct me if I'm wrong again, they're they're single shooters, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're very rudimentary designs. They're single shot. The 3D printer can't actually make all of the components. You have to have a metal firing pin because okay. a, a plastic firing pin typically wouldn't strike a primer and, and ignite the cartridge. Now, one of the other things that we talked about before we're airing version two of this podcast was the civil liability. Let's say you make one of these, let's say you upload these plans and, and Richard has a 3d printer and I go to him and say, Hey man, will you, will you print out these devices, these, these components? And I put up, I make a gun, I follow the instructions and then I fire it and it explodes in my hand. Is there going to be civil, you know, we, we, really been talking about the constitutional and the criminal issues is there going to be civil liability there's bound to yeah and who's going to be civilly liable is it going to be old boy that's that's uploading the plans it's going to be richard who's printing out the components for me is it going to be the 3d company for 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 making components in a certain way i mean look we're not looking on we're not looking towards who to sue but somebody is going to look towards who to sue well you're going to find out who to sue very quickly and i'm sure if you sue me for using my printer i'm going to third party in the manufacturer of the resin, the manufacturer of the 3D printer. Um, I'm bringing everybody in on this thing, whoever made the plans, you name it. It's going to be interesting, folks. And and where we are right now is at least one federal judge has said, uh-uh, stop. You can't post these. You can't upload them. And that's an interesting question in itself. We have a federal judge in Seattle telling a man in Texas what he can and can't upload on the Internet. How does that work? So, so is it an issue that because it is the internet, from an interstate commerce standpoint, it's everywhere and nowhere at the same time? Um, from a jurisdictional, I, I'm very curious about the jurisdictional component of this. You know, and at the end of the day, what can the federal judge really do? Now, now I'm not advocating folks for you disobeying and defying federal judges, but if this guy uploads it anyway. 
You know, what, what is the problem there? Well, he's found a way around it. Apparently, the judge's ruling said you may not upload these plans and give them away for free anymore. So what Defense Distributed is now doing is they have something on their webpage that says, folks, we can't upload and give away these plans anymore, but we'll be happy to sell them to you for any price that you would like. So if you send them a dollar, a penny, what have you, Allegedly, they will send you the plans. Now, how the plans are getting to you, I'm not sure. We're going to certainly see some kind of interstate commerce problems here. Um, I think he may have opened a bigger can of worms than he had in the first place by doing it this way. What's your take on it? So I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what's in it for them. So if they're giving away these plans, how do they win on this scenario? What is the marketing or advertising component for them? He's that client we all fear. Oh, that client. I'm out to prove I'm right. Gosh darn it. It's not about the money. It's not about the money. But of course, it's about the money. So it's always about the money. So my takeaway from from this in terms of you, the citizen listening to this, my takeaway is this. First of all, can you create a firearm at least in the state of Louisiana, um, you can create a firearm, a 3D printed firearm using a 3D printer. There's no law that prohibits that. Um, you need to not have a firearm if you're a convicted felon or if you are otherwise prohibited by law. An example of this is if you are convicted of a domestic crime, there's federal law that prohibits you from possessing and owning a firearm. But if you're not one of those individuals that's prohibited by law or is a convicted felon, then you can create, construct a 3D firearm. You need to be aware, however, if you start selling these firearms, you may run afoul. Now, what gets confusing and complicated is what if you're just making your printer be accessible? What if I'm renting out my printer, but not actually putting the pressing the print button? Am I selling components to make a firearm? Well, look, I'm a I'm a very paranoid criminal defense attorney, former prosecutor. I'll tell you, I don't know that I would want to roll those dice. I, you know, at, at that point, you're you're if you're the guy who's trying to make a dime by by Airbnb being your your 3D printer, you just need to be careful. And that, by no way, was a slap to Airbnb. However. That's what's going to happen is, is but you made a verb out of it. It's pretty cool. I like to make verbs out of things. <laughs> Sometimes we lawyer, we lawyer our way out of things. So look, look, the, my point is you need to be cautious, but you can, at this point, you can possess these firearms if you can lawfully possess them and you can make these firearms if you can lawfully create firearms. If you're not one of those two, two categories, you need to wait and see how the federal court system plays this out. In some respects, this is a political indictment on the Trump administration because that's kind of the Trump administration has been brought into the fray. But look, if you're a good old fashioned God fearing American and you want to buy a firearm, you want to sell a firearm, hell, if you want to create a 3D firearm, you can do that. Right now, the question is, is can you upload the plants? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is not a Second Amendment issue. It's a First Amendment issue. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll, we'll supplement this podcast as, as results come out. That is about it for this episode of, of Legally Unfiltered. You've been listening to Attorney Franz Borkart and Richard Sprinkle. Uh, have a great day, and we will update you guys. 
The views and opinions expressed in Legally Unfiltered do not constitute legal advice. If you would like legal advice on the topics that we've discussed, send us money. That's right. Go ahead and retain us. Do not, kids, try this at home.